You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. One former Nittany Lion is back in the college game. One has been waived by his NFL team. And we're going to take a look at that October schedule and start making some predictions for when games for Penn State are going to kick off. Hi, everybody. I am Kevin McGuire, host here of Locked on Nittany Lions and editor of NittanyLionsWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group, and, of course, a contributor to AthlonSports.com. When we are finished with today's episode, make sure you hop on over to Locked on Big Ten because there is simply no better place to get all the news on the Big Ten Conference than with our good friend, Big Ten, Ben Stevens, and, of course, the Locked on Big Ten Podcast. Follow the Locked on Big Ten Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. While you're at it, make sure you're following this podcast on the Odyssey app. Great app to have. If you haven't updated from radio.com to Odyssey, make sure you do that today. And of course, you can follow this podcast, the Locked On Big Ten podcast. You've got Locked On Today, Locked On Bets. So many ways to keep you entertained and informed right through the Odyssey app. But of course, we are available on other podcasting platforms as well, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So make sure you follow. Make sure you leave those ratings and reviews. If you have a five-star review for us on any social media platform or podcasting platform, make sure you take a screenshot of it and tweet it to us at our Twitter account, at LockedOnNittany, and we will give you a special shout-out not only on the podcast, but, of course, in the Twitter sphere as well. And What's better than a retweet from LockedOnNittany Alliance, right? I challenge you to send me a five-star review and see if I don't follow through on that. I will give you a shout-out, and I will give it to you as quickly as I possibly can. So send in those five-star reviews and let us know what you think about the podcast. Of course, you can also like us on Facebook, check us out on Instagram, and check out our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash LockedOnNittany. And, of course, we are Locked on Nittany on Facebook and on Instagram. As I said in the intro, a few things to get into in today's episode. I want to start by taking a look at one of the players that is, I guess, officially transferring from Penn State to a new college football home. Uh, It's the transfer portal. Once again, we are talking about Shane Simmons. Now, Shane Simmons is a defensive lineman. He actually retired from football, uh, and he was going to focus on his business future. And then, lo and behold, April comes around, and maybe just uh, witnessing Penn State spring practices going on without him, maybe it got the juices flowing again because he decided he was going to come back and play some college football. But he said at the time that he was going to do so with a clean slate, new program, and some new experience to finish up his college football career. Well, we know now exactly where that college football career is going to officially conclude, and that will be with the Marshall Thundering Herd. Shane Simmons announced on his Twitter account the other night, that he has committed to Marshall, and he's looking forward to running it back with a former Penn State assistant. Of course, Charles Huff, former Penn State assistant coach, uh, running game coordinator, uh, running backs coach under James Franklin, has gone on to stints with Mississippi State and Alabama. He's now the head coach at Marshall. This is his first year as the head coach. So I think it certainly looks as though it is a good spot for Shane Simmons to continue his college football career because he'll be doing so for a program that will certainly have some opportunities, I think, for him to get some significant playing time. And he will be doing so with a head coach that he probably is at least a little bit familiar with. So having some experience with him as the assistant coach at Penn State, although the paths weren't really overlapping all that much because Charles Huff has been gone for a couple of years now. Uh, I think he spent two seasons with the Mississippi State or one season with Mississippi State, two years with Alabama, 
whatever the case was, uh, we're going back in time a little bit to see when Shane Simmons and Charles Huff were overlapping during their time at Penn State. But it is uh, comforting to know, I think, if you're a player that is transferring to another school, knowing that the head coach has at least some idea who you are, I think certainly helps a lot. And I think the, there's a lot of high regard for what Charles Hoff is going to be doing uh, now as the head coach at Marshall. Um, you know, it's an interesting spot for him to be in. I think Marshall is very much a successful group of five program. They've had a couple of years where they've taken some steps back the last couple of years. And now he's coming in and trying to uh, regenerate the enthusiasm and energy for that Marshall program. And I think for from Charles Huff's point of view, having a player that uh, he knows comes from a program like Penn State coming in and knowing what kind of character he is certainly can bode well in helping to have a little bit of a smooth transition, I think, as he takes over the program at Marshall. So all in all, looks like a good fit. Wish him all the best of luck, of course. Uh, we won't get a chance to see Shane Simmons suit up for Marshall against Penn State in one of those upcoming games in the future schedule because this will be his final year of eligibility. As a reminder, the NCAA has given all student-athletes from last year a fresh year of eligibility. Uh, obviously, the pandemic uh, wrecked havoc on a lot of things and certainly caused a lot of eligibility concerns, caused a lot of eligibility concerns. But the NCAA has put that to rest, giving everybody basically an extra year of eligibility. Uh, so Shane Simmons certainly is now taking advantage of that and looking forward to seeing what he ends up doing at Marshall. I know I watch a, a good amount of Marshall football during the season. I'm one of those guys who will watch every conference, uh, you know, the Conference USA, Mountain West Conference. I'm I'm got those games locked in on at least on one of my screens. So, yeah, I think I've seen a good amount of Marshall over the years. I certainly plan on doing so once again coming up this upcoming season. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. You know, like I said, that season's going to be here before you know it. Uh, we're not counting down today, but we will continue a countdown on a weekly basis. We are getting closer and closer to when we're going to start rolling into some preseason content. I think that's actually going to start up in June. i got a couple things I'm mapping out right now. Getting ready for the offseason or the preseason mode of Locked on Nittany Lions. And, of course, we'll be keeping tabs on some of the former Nittany Lions that are out there, including Shane Simmons. Speaking of former Nittany Lions coming up in our next segment, let's take a look at what has happened to one former Penn State wide receiver in the NFL. It's been a troubling week for one, and we will talk about that coming up next. But first, I have a question for you. What's your favorite Built Bar flavor? Okay, this is not a trick question, and there really are no wrong answers because no matter what flavor Built Bar you choose as your personal favorite, odds are I'm going to like it too because I haven't tasted a Built Bar flavor that I have not liked so far. Check out some of the flavors they have as their normal flavors right now. Raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, salted caramel, coconut, coconut almond. There are so many different flavors to choose from, and they're always throwing out some limited edition and short-term release uh, flavors, and they're bringing back some classic flavors every now and then. So you got to follow them on Twitter at bar underscore built, and you're going to get the first word where when they introduce some new flavors that you definitely want to check out. And if you want to check out all the options that they have available for you right now, all you have to do is go to BuiltBar.com. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your first order. Once again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. I think it goes without saying that one of the key players for Penn State's offense this upcoming season is going to be wide receiver Jahad Dotson. We're going to spend a lot of time talking about Dotson between now and the start of the season, and I would suspect during the season as well, because Penn State is returning not only one of their best wide receivers, but one of the best wide receivers in the, all of the Big Ten. And there are some good wide receivers coming back throughout the conference. 
Jahad Dotson is certainly among them. He certainly had a breakout season last year, certainly put a lot of people on notice that he is the guy that Penn State can rely on making a big catch here and there. And I fully suspect that with this Mike Yursich offense that Jahad Dotson is going to have a tremendous opportunity to really move himself up the record books as far as Penn State's receiving records are concerned. I don't think he's going to have enough uh, in order to get to number one in the career receiving yardage category. Currently, Bobby Ingram is sitting pretty comfortably in that spot. He's the only 3,000-yard career uh, receiver at Penn State. It looks like he is pretty safe. But number two on the list could potentially be within reach, especially if DeHaan Dotson gets off to a big start. And now number two on the list is former wide receiver Deshaun Hamilton, who actually currently holds the record for most career receptions at Penn State. So he has the career record for career receptions at Penn State. He is second on the all-time receiving list. Jahad Dotson could make a run, at least for one of those records, this upcoming season. But speaking of Deshaun Hamilton, he certainly uh, is not having a great week as far as his NFL career is concerned. Last week, he tore an ACL in an off-campus or off-facility injury. And this has been a little bit of a story with the Denver Broncos because they had another player who injured himself uh, off of their football facilities, and they ended up cutting him. Now, Deshaun Hamilton was a player that the Broncos were potentially looking to trade. Uh, And I saw a lot of reports suggesting that the San Francisco 49ers were in the mix to land Deshaun Hamilton, which would have been a pretty cool uh, situation to see for Deshaun Hamilton. But unfortunately... He gets injured. He tears his ACL. He's basically out for the year already. And that leads to the Denver Broncos no longer having a trade partner because who's going to trade for a guy with a torn ACL, uh, especially in the middle of May? That's just not going to happen. And the Broncos got to a point where they needed to do what was best for them. And what was best for them was to move on from Deshaun Hamilton. So he was waived by the franchise. I guess there's a couple of particular details about how this is a different from a different waiver wire transfer. But regardless, the Denver Broncos are moving on. And now Deshaun Hamilton is kind of sitting in limbo for the foreseeable future. I don't know exactly what his focus is going to be as far as his NFL future is concerned. He's going to play in the NFL again. But given the timing of this torn ACL and the move that the Broncos made, there should be no reason to suspect that any NFL team is going to come clamoring for Deshaun Hamilton right now. His phone is not going to be ringing off the ears uh, for the who knows how long right now because of his injury situation. And that is very unfortunate. And of course, the Broncos, I don't believe, owed Deshaun Hamilton a single dollar. So Hopefully he saved up enough during his brief time already in the NFL where he's going to be okay to get through the next year. And I would suspect that that probably is the case. I don't think we're talking about Deshaun Hamilton all of a sudden having to live on the streets or anything. Uh, So I think he's going to be okay. Uh, He just needs to hold himself together uh, maybe for the next year, the next round of free agency, and and prove to NFL teams that he is ready to go. He's battled back from his torn ACL. The good news is, He tears his ACL in the middle of May. There's a long ways to go before the 2022 season. And as I said, there's no reason to believe that he is not going to be on an NFL roster in 2022. He's just too talented to not be in the league, I think, for that long. Obviously, things haven't necessarily been great for Deshaun Hamilton in the NFL, but he is certainly a serviceable wide receiver. He can certainly uh, fill a roster spot somewhere among the 32 NFL teams out there. I don't think there's any reason to suspect otherwise. So 
So Denver is moving on. They're pretty comfortable with the wide receivers they do still have on the roster, which includes another former Nittany Lion and KJ Hamler. Uh, so wishing Deshaun Hamilton the absolute best during what is going to be a pretty difficult time for him, all things considered. I think the good news is in today's world of sports that coming back from a torn ACL injury isn't necessarily as difficult or as challenging as it may have been in decades past. Uh, physical fitness, physical uh, training, rehab procedures, medical equipment, they have all vastly improved. And I think the particular care to specific injuries like a torn ACL is so much more advanced today than it was in years past. Obviously, there is another Penn Stater who's coming back from a torn ACL, and that, of course, is Saquon Barkley with the New York Giants. And uh, all indications are he is going to be ready to go for the start of the season. Obviously, uh, his injury took place during the football season last year, so he's well ahead of the pace for Desha than Deshaun Hamilton right now. But I think we are seeing more and more players are able to come back from a torn ACL. They may not be the, quite the same player they once were, we're looking forward to seeing what Saquon Barkley is going to do in the NFL this year. But Deshaun Hamilton, I think, is just needs to focus on his rehab, get as healthy as possible, as fast as possible. But the good news is, in, I guess in hindsight, is you have plenty of time to really focus on this particular process right now. You don't have to worry about signing an NFL contract right now. That'll come down the line. Right now, just take all the time you need to make sure that that torn ACL is taken absolute best care of. And before you know it, a contract offer from an NFL team is going to come to Sean Hamilton's way. While we are on the topic of the NFL, there are a number of former Nittany Lions that are getting a chance to take in the rookie camps around the NFL. I saw an image of Pat Frymuth in his new Pittsburgh Steelers jersey. Of course, Micah Parsons in a Dallas Cowboys jersey. And Odafe Owe in his Baltimore Ravens jersey, all making some good first impressions. But it's not too early to start looking ahead to the 2022 NFL draft. And BetOnline has the props for you, just as they always do on all the sports odds out there with the NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs, Major League Baseball regular season, and of course, college football and NFL futures. If you want to take a look at some of the favorites for being the number one pick in the 2022 NFL draft, according to Bet Online, Oklahoma quarterback Spencer Rattler is your favorite right now at 5 to 4. You can also get North Carolina quarterback Sam Howell at 7 to 2. No Penn Staters on the board just yet, but I will throw out Ohio State 7 Banks at 25 to 1. Uh, I feel like if you want to bet that 7 Banks is going to be the number one player in the draft, you might as well just give me your money. But in all honesty, you're probably better served putting that deposit into your Bet Online account. And all you have to do is go to betonline.ag on your laptop or your desktop or even on your phone. Sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on top of your first deposit. But you have to use the promo code LOCKED ON. That's L O C K E D O N. Make sure you listen to the Locked On Bets podcast. They'll help you advise you on exactly how you should be placing your bets with Bet Online. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Earlier this week on the podcast, we took a look at predicting some of the kickoff times for the September schedule for Penn State. And I did this over on NittanyLionsWire.com earlier before I recorded that podcast. And I hit the nail on the head with the Auburn game, predicting a 7.30 p.m. kickoff time. And of course, a day or two later, 
Penn State or ESPN actually comes out and announces the kickoff time for that Penn State Auburn game at 7:30 p.m. So if you go back and listen to the last podcast, I ran through the rest of that September schedule and pointed out some of the predictions I had. Now over on NittanyLionsWire.com, one of our contributing writers, Blake Freeman, put together his predictions for the October slate of Penn State football games. I wanted to run through them real quick with you. Uh, of course, you can always check this out over on NittanyLionsWire.com. But I wanted to kind of share some of my input and reaction to this list as well. Let's start in week five. Okay, Penn State getting the home game against Indiana. We all know the revenge situation. This is on October 2nd, 2021. Uh, Blake is predicting a 3.30 p.m. kickoff. And you know what? I tend to like that prediction because I think there's a decent chance that both teams could be in the top 25. I think Indiana certainly is building so or has built some momentum going into the upcoming season. I'll be very curious to see how the preseason rankings actually look at Indiana. But if you look at some of those way too early rankings, Indiana is placed ahead of Penn State in many of them and I think for good reason why but I still remain pretty confident that this is going to be a pretty good year for Penn State I think they will be a better team than Indiana but Indiana is going to be a good team so that looks like a pretty good 3 30 p.m. kickoff and I think uh, early October in Happy Valley 3 30 p.m. that's almost like the perfect time perfect college football environment and atmosphere so it might be pretty cool to see a 3 30 game I still think it could be a noon game personally, but I think 3.30 is pretty good prediction for that one. Let's go over to that week six matchup. Penn State hitting the road in Iowa. And we all know when Penn State goes to Iowa, the dreaded night game could be looming. And Blake is predicting it. Blake is predicting an 8 p.m. kickoff time for the Penn State-Iowa game, and it would seem to make sense. I think uh, if Iowa's having a pretty good year, uh, if they're a top 25 caliber program, which they could very well be by that time in October, this could be a really good matchup. Now, Penn State's already going to be on national TV at least once in prime time uh, against uh, Auburn in that Week 3 matchup. So a couple weeks later, would ABC or ESPN pick up the Penn State-Iowa game one more time for a primetime game? I haven't looked at the rest of the Week 6 schedule, so I don't know what other games are currently on that schedule right now, but it does look like a pretty prime candidate to receive a night game atmosphere. You know, Iowa's going to get a chance to host Penn State and to be completely honest, a night game in Kinnick Stadium is really good theater. It's really good. It brings out the best in Iowa, for whatever the reason may be. They just feed off the energy. There is a different energy level, it seems, in Kinnick Stadium for a big night game atmosphere. Now, this isn't going to be a top 10 Penn State team, or will it? I don't know. Uh, but this is certainly a good matchup for Iowa, good matchup for Penn State, and it should be at a pretty electric crowd, especially if it's uh, going to be under the lights, then it is going to be a really tough environment for Penn State. So uh, I'm kind of leaning, yes, I think that that could be a primetime game. I'm not real confident in that just yet because I think there could be some other primetime options available, but I think that it's a pretty good chance that Penn State will play a primetime game at Iowa in a dreaded night game at Kinnick Stadium. Let's go to week seven. Penn State coming home. They're going to host Illinois. And I think uh, everybody kind of expects that this is not going to be a big national spotlight game. This should be a game that Penn State handles Brett Bielma pretty confidently, sort of as we saw in the last game of the regular season last year. Illinois has got some talented players. There's no question about that. But do they have the depth? Do they have what it takes to go 60 minutes with a team that I think is going to be pretty good this year? And I just don't see it happening. So Blake is predicting a 12 noon Eastern time. Uh, for this game, and I full-heartedly agree with that. Now, as far as television co coverage is concerned, could be Big Ten Network. I don't really know what's uh, how that's all going to play out, but 
I do think that we're talking about a noon kickoff for that Illinois game. Let's wrap it up with the big one, Penn State, week eight, heading over to Ohio Stadium. Uh, it looks like Ohio State is expecting to have a 100% capacity in Ohio Stadium this year. Uh, here's hoping that that is possible, and here's hoping that, that is the case everywhere. Uh, but before we get to that bridge, we already know it doesn't matter where this game is being played. Ohio State is going to be a very difficult challenge for Penn State. Ohio State will remain the best team in the Big Ten, the team that everybody will be shooting for. Will this game be in prime time, or will it get a big noon kickoff treatment on Fox? Blake's predicting prime time, and I kind of tend to agree with that. I do think that this is a game that could very well be picked up by Fox for a big noon kickoff, but uh, Fox has already claimed three Ohio State games for the upcoming season. They've got a Thursday night opener against Minnesota. They've got the big noon kickoff for Oregon, and they'll have the big noon kickoff for the Michigan game at the end of the year. Do they add another one with Penn State? Certainly wouldn't be a, a bad pick for Fox. I don't know what the, the rotation is like, who's getting first dibs on that game, but uh, certainly if Fox gets their hands on it, I think it's going to be a big noon kickoff. If ESPN gets their hands on it, then yeah, it's going to be a prime time because anytime that ESPN ABC has Ohio State Penn State, it's looking like a guarantee to be in prime time. Big games, big moments, big uh, consequences, big stakes. And I think that, that just the fact that Ohio State could very well be another college football playoff contender after playing for the national title last year. By the end of October, if Penn State's undefeated, not entirely out of the question, but even if they have just one loss, this is a good matchup to advertise as heavily as possible. And it's going to draw big viewers because the Columbus market always draws viewers. Penn State, when they're good, they're going to draw some viewers. Penn State, Ohio State, it's a fun series. It's a fun rivalry that has been building since Penn State joined the Big Ten. I know Ohio State doesn't really consider them a same rival, but I don't really care about that. When Penn State and Ohio State play, there are big stakes on the line in the Big Ten East. That's not going to change this year either. I'm not quite ready to say that this game has the college football playoff implications riding on it, but it does seem more and more over the last how many years that playoff stakes can be weighed heavily on the outcome of this game. It obviously has tended more in favor of Ohio State, so Penn State's going to have to close the gap somehow. But I do think that Penn State, Ohio State, prime time in Ohio Stadium, Seems like a pretty safe pick to me, unless Fox gets their hands on this. And we're going to wrap up today's episode, but before I go, I want to remind you guys to make sure you check out the Locked On Today podcast. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski, he's going to update you on all the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts across the Locked On Podcast Network. So follow the Locked On Today podcast right here on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Check out Locked On Big Ten and make sure you're following Locked On Nittany Lions on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you guys have a great day. Make sure you follow all the stuff that we've got going on on NittanyLionsWire.com. If you want to follow this podcast on social media, look us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch using the username LockedOnNittany. I'm Kevin McGuire. Give me a follow on Twitter at KevinOnCFB, and I will talk to you guys all again in the next episode. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. I'll talk to you later. Music.